the stories of mahabharata retold by sudipta bhaumik welcome dear friends to another episode of the stories of mahabharata in the last episode we heard how the gandharvas captured duryodhan and his family and how they were later rescued by the pandavas as the royal convoy trudged towards hastinapur Duryodhan sat still in his chariot with his head held low. He could have tolerated the crushing defeat in the hands of the Gandharvas. But being forced to accept the pity of the Pandavas was worse than death. Bhim and Arjun must have been laughing when Yudhishthir asked Chitrasen to release him. Duryodhan couldn't look up to their eyes. but he felt the generosity of the pandavas was laced with pride and arrogance it would have been better if the gandharvas had killed him duryodhan could hear the men and women who had accompanied him on his journey singing in praise of the pandavas and their glory he couldn't take it any more he called out his charioteers to stop the caravan the convoy stopped and the surprised men watched Duryodhan stepped out of his chariot and walked away. They were at a loss and and didn't know what to do. Shakuni, Dushashan, and his brothers got off their chariots. They too were depressed, but now they were worried about Duryodhan. Karna had joined the caravan some time ago, but he was too ashamed to show his face to Duryodhan. He felt guilty for deserting his friend in the battlefield. and couldn't gather up the courage to face the humiliated prince the sarshan came up to him and said karna go and talk to him i'm afraid brother duryodhan might do something terrible karna was reluctant but then he felt he had to compensate for his earlier behavior he went to duryodhan sat next to him and said my dear friend We are both lucky to have survived those mystical Gandharva soldiers and we are lucky to meet again. Those dreadful creatures chased me and almost killed me with their poisoned arrows and I was forced to flee the battlefield. Trust me, I was planning to come back with a larger army and rescue you from those devils. But I was late. I am happy to see you and your brothers have won the battle and returned in one piece. Duryodhan looked up at Karna his eyes were red and tears rolled down his chin with a hoarse voice he said Karna you know nothing of what happened we were defeated and captured by the gandharvas we were bound in chains and shoved into iron cages like animals and you know who saved us the pandavas 
Bhim and Arjun defeated the Gandharva army, beat up Chitrasen and brought him to Yudhishthir on his knees. Yudhishthir ordered Chitrasen to release us. When Chitrasen told Yudhishthir that we had come to Daitavana to enjoy the misery of the Pandavas, I felt like dying in shame. It was so humiliating, so disgraceful. I should have killed myself right then. But enough is enough. I cannot bear this anymore. I won't go back to Hastinapur. I don't want to be the king anymore. Dushashan, you go back and become the ruler of Hastinapur. I would sit here and fast until death. Dushashan dropped at Duryodhan's feet and said, No, no, you cannot do this. I won't let you die. You must come back with us. Karna said, Dear friend, why do you feel so bad? Once in a while, even an army general might get conquered and captured by the enemy, but then again rescued by his own army. The Pandavas are your subjects, your servants. To rescue you was their duty. You should not feel ashamed about that. But Duryodhan was adamant. He turned away and looked the other side. Shakuni held his nephew Duryodhan's chin and turned it towards him. You fool, look at me, he said. I have made you the ruler of Astinapur, made you the wealthiest and the most prosperous king in the world. Now you want to give it up all and die? Well, an easier way would be to make it up to your cousins. Give the Pandavas back their kingdom and their wealth and make peace with them. That should make you and your people happy, right? But Duryodhan was in no mood to appreciate Shakuni's sarcasm. He was hell-bent on ending his life. He asked his brothers to leave him alone. Then, after saying his prayers, he lay down on a straw mat to fast until death. That night, Duryodhan had a strange dream. He saw a ferocious-looking creature grab him and drag him to the deep underground. There, the demons gathered around him and said, O oh, great King Duryodhan, it is a sin to commit suicide. You have to spend an eternity in hell. Your dynasty would be disgraced. So give up your idea to die. You have been created by the grace of Lord Shiva. Hence, you are not a mere human being. You are a superhuman. We, the evil spirits and demons of the dark, are here to help you. During the war, we will possess the bodies of Bhishma, Drona and Kripa and make them abandon their compassion for the Pandavas. They would become merciless and kill your enemies like flies. The spirit of the evil Darakasura would possess the body of Karana and fight Krishna and Arjuna on your behalf. We would deploy thousands of ferocious demons and Rakshasas 
as the sons of the Karmi to fight on your behalf. Soon, you will be free of all enemies and rule the world as an emperor. So throw off your ways, go back to your kingdom and prepare for the war. Duryodhan woke up with renewed vigor. His dream made him regain his confidence. He felt he would soon prevail over the Pandavas. He went back to the convoy and said, Let's go back to Hastinapur. Karna, Dusashan and the others were ecstatic with joy. Karna said, I am glad that you have got back to your senses. My dear friend, death cannot solve your problems. Stay alive and you would be victorious. I promise you, I would kill Arjun and take your revenge. Duryodhan smiled and mounted his chariot and the convoy once again rolled towards Hastinapur. When Duryodhan and his entourage arrived in Hastinapur, Bhishma received them. Duryodhan bowed down to touch his feet. Bhishma picked him up and said, Duryodhan, I had advised you not to go to the Daitavana forest. You ignored me and paid the price. Your friend, the mighty Karna, abandoned you and fled the battlefield. Without the Pandavas, you would have been dead by now. They rescued you and restored your honor. Now do you understand who is your real friend? It is still time. Give up your evil friends and make peace with the Pandavas. Duryodhan and Shakuni laughed and went inside the palace ignoring the old man. Bhishma looked at them, sighed at their ignorance and muttered in a low voice, You fool! You will never learn. After settling down in Hastinapur, Duryodhan called his trusted comrades Karna, Shakuni and Dusashan and said, Friends, I decided, just like Yudhishthir, I'd also perform the Rajsu of our sacrifice and declare myself the emperor. What do you think about that? Karna was ecstatic. My friend, you are the most deserving king to perform the Rajsuya. I will always be at your side and destroy any king who defies your claim to the emperorship. Shakuni said, Well, Rajasiya Yagna is no simple task. You remember? The Pandavas had to cross many hurdles to conduct the ceremony. You must consult your priests and your advisors. Dusashan fetched the chief priest of the palace. Duryodhan asked, O priest, I wish to perform the Rajasuya. Tell me, what do I need to do? The priest, an old man, was not sure how he should respond to his prince. Shakuni noticed his hesitation. He said, Priest, you don't have to fear anything. Please advise the prince if he can perform the yagna. The priest looked up and said, O Prince Duryodhan, 
with your father and Yudhishthir still alive, you cannot perform the Rajasuya sacrifice. But, but what? There is another great fire sacrifice that is as fruitful as the Rajasuya Yagna. I suggest you perform that. What is that sacrifice? It's called the Vaishnava Yagna. The kings and rulers who accept you as their emperor would have to pay you their taxes in gold. With the collected gold, you would have to build a plough. Then use the plough to till the land where you intend to perform the yagna. The Vaishnava sacrifice is equivalent to the Rajasuya. Perform this yagna and all your wishes and dreams would be fulfilled. Duryodhan stood up and announced, I'll perform the Vaishnava yagna. The Sashan, Karna, go ahead and make the necessary arrangements. Dhritarashtra was happy with Duryodhan's decision to conduct the sacrifice. He ordered his ministers to spend generously for this great ceremony and not to spare any expense. With great pomp and grandeur, the Kauravas began their preparation for the Vaishnava Yagna. Messengers were sent to all the kings and Brahmins to invite them to Hastinapur palace to take part in the proceedings. Dusashan called the messenger and said, Go to the forest of Daitavana and invite the Pandavas and his accompanying Brahmins. Tell them, Duryodhan is conducting the Vaishnava fire sacrifice which is as glorious as the Rajasuya. The messenger went to the Pandava residence and conveyed the message. Yudhishthira said, Duryodhan is lucky to perform the great Vaishnava sacrifice. His ancestors would be pleased for this great deed. We would also go to him, but not now. We will see him after we complete our thirteenth year of exile. Bhim said, Tell your prince, after the thirteenth year, when our weapons would ignite the flames of the great war, and Duryodhan would be sacrificed in that blaze, only then Yudhishthir would step into Astinapur. And when all the descendants of Dhritarashtra burned to ashes in this great fire of our rage, only then I would come to the palace. Duryodhan concluded his fire sacrifice without any unpleasant incident. But the event was not without its critics. Some fastidious king said, Well, this ceremony was nothing compared to Yudhishthir's Rajasuya. Some Brahmins agreed. Not even close, they said. Duryodhan's friends tried to please their prince. They said, This fire sacrifice of yours has surpassed all. We have seen nothing like this. You have shown the world that you are the best. But still, Duryodhan was not happy. He knew the Vaishnava Yagna is only a poor substitute for Rajsuya. And with Dhritarashtra and Yudhishthir alive, he could never achieve this feather on his crown. Karna could feel his friend's frustration. He held Duryodhan's arm and said, 
my friend. Do not despair. When we destroy the Pandavas in the war, you will get your opportunity to conduct the Rajasuya sacrifice. Nobody could stop you then. Till then, have patience. But to Duryodhan, Karna's words sounded as hollow and meaningless as those of the psychophant Brahmins. He freed his arm from Karna's grip and turned away. Karna was hurt. He felt his friend was losing his faith in him. He stood in front of Duryodhan and stopped him. Listen, my friend, said Karna. Today I make this vow in your presence. Until I kill Arjun in the battlefield, I won't wash my feet. I won't eat meat. I won't drink wine or any other intoxicating drink. And I wouldn't turn back anybody who asks something from me. Duryodhan looked at his friend and a smile lit up his face. And Karna sighed in relief. The Stories of Mahabharata is written, directed and told by Shudipta Bonik. Audio engineering, original music and sound design by Avi Ziv. Find us online at facebook.com slash Mahabharata podcast. Join the group for updates and news. Subscribe to the podcast using iTunes or any other podcast catcher. On Twitter, we are at Mahabharat Audio. The podcast is distributed under the Creative Commons non-commercial license.